Time always has and always will serve, always will perpetuate those methods which better serve mankind. Chiropractic is no exception to that rule. Our illustrious father placed this chiropractic trust in our keeping to keep it pure and not sullied or defamed. And we pass it on to you unstained to protect as he would also have you do. As he passed on, so will we. We admonish you to keep this principle and practice unadulterated and unmixed. Humanity needed then what he gave us. You need what we now give you. Out there in those great open spaces are multitudes seeking what you possess. <clears throat> the burdens are heavy. Responsibilities are many. Obligations are providential. But the satisfaction of traveling the populated highways and byways, relieving suffering, prolonging lives, adding millions of years to the lives of millions of suffering people will bring forth satisfactions and glory with greater blessings than you can think. Time is of the essence. <clears throat> May God flow from above down his bounteous strengths, courages, and understandings to carry on. And may your innates receive and act on that free flow of wisdom from above, down, inside out. For you have in your possession a sacred trust. Guard it well. <clears throat> That's probably one of my favorite all-time quotes from BJ. And <clears throat> the thing that I really like <clears throat> reading about when we talk about this is what he says, humanity needed then what he gave us. You need now, you need what we now give you. <clears throat> Out there in those great open spaces of multiple seeking what you possess. We, we must not take for granted the amazing education that we have because <clears throat> being a chiropractor, being a doctor puts you in like the top 1% of the top 1% of the most educated people in the world, right? So there are six billion people in the world or something like that, right? You are in the 1% of the 1% in terms of your education. That's amazing, right? That is a true gift <clears throat> to be able to have gotten through this program, <clears throat> to teach and to touch people in the way that we have this capacity to do is totally amazing. <clears throat> and we lose sight of that. You know, you're in chiropractic school, you've been here for years, you know, it's like, oh, whatever. You know, you lose sight of all the miracles that take place when you're in your office and you're seeing the kids walk who didn't walk and you're seeing the kids talk who didn't talk and you're seeing the kids who were gonna be on Ritalin and not on Ritalin anymore and you're seeing the kids, we had three kids, three babies in a row yesterday who had come in with raging ear infections, three adjustments in a row, it was amazing. Using the infotoggle headpiece, which we'll kind of teach you more specifically in advanced technique class, Using that, and I watched these kids, they kind of came in all dragging like this, they didn't feel good, and after, just after the adjustment, within seconds, these kids are running around the office. Running around, the, the, the third of this of children in a row that did this, the mom was like, wow, he's feeling better already. I'm like, exactly, right? But it's not because, <clears throat> it's, it's not because the bone moved. Is because the power is on, right? We we were able to to help this kid's power get turned back on, and for whatever reason it wasn't on before, and now it is on. And isn't that the coolest thing? And what's even more cool is to understand that, like, if you're growing up with chiropractic care, and here's here's like the dream that I have: if you grow up with chiropractic care, 
then when you're having a family, what are you going to do with those, your kids? Right? Now those kids are going to get chiropractic care. And now, like, if you think about it, that's truly a blessing. You know what? I have a, several patients who I started adjusting them when they were little kids. <clears throat> and now they're married. And now I'm adjusting their kids. Right? Like, wow. Isn't that the coolest thing to adjust? The, the, I just one young person. I started her at three years old. And now she has a baby of her own. And I'm adjusting her baby. <clears throat> Another mama... <clears throat> came in when she was pregnant with her daughter and her daughter is now working in my office because she's now old enough to work and help with, you know, being like a CA. Isn't that amazing? Like to, to watch what the, the impact that this is going to have. <clears throat> I had a patient last night come up to me, I guess she's very outgoing or always, and what I'm always saying this to people, you should become a chiropractor. It's one of my favorite things to, to say to people. You should, you're so awesome. You should become a chiropractor. She came in yesterday. She said, Dr. Rubin, <clears throat> I think I want to become a chiropractor. I'm like, yes. And my interns were all like, yes. We're all high-fiving her and stuff. Like, this is, how many professions do you know where someone goes into the office, has that experience, and then decides they want to do that as a second career, right? As a second career. They already have a career. Change their mind. I don't want to do this career. I want to do that career, right? I don't think plumbers have the same kind of, thing, like, I, I, not that they're wrong with plumbers, but I don't see, I, I don't think that they have like rah-rah seminars for plumbing. I don't think they have, like other people say, I just can't wait to be a plumber. Like maybe plumbing, and plumbing is very important. It's very important, you know, occupation. Um, but I just don't think it's the same, you get the same sort of inspiration and motivation as you could as a chiropractor, right? Like, like, I am blessed to have created the practice that I did over the years because it is a reflection of what I want, right? You get to create the practice that you want, right? If you want a pediatric practice, you can create that. If you want a sports practice, you can create that. But you have to first create it in your mind. So the, the practice that I am in is the practice that I manifested. But the way I manifested that is I thought about it and I, and my wife and I, we, we, made, we mapped it out and gold it out. And my suggestion is whatever it is that you, <clears throat> whatever life that you want to create, my suggestion is what my, here's what my wife and I did on our honeymoon, right? We wrote it on a napkin. Our life was written out on a napkin, right? We're in Hawaii. In Maui, sitting overlooking the beautiful ocean on our honeymoon, <laughs> and we're talking about different things about what's our life going to look like. And I asked the server, I said, "Would you mind bringing me a pen uh, and some extra napkins?" And he's like, uh, "And I said, just bring me a pen, extra napkins." So he brought us a few napkins and a and a pen. Gave us one of his pens from the, instead of signing the check and stuff. And Lisa and I mapped out our life on that napkin. And my suggestion <clears throat> is in the next like, couple of weeks, especially maybe after finals, after you don't, uh, is if, if you have a partner, or even if not, because you have a partner, sit down with that partner. If not, then just do it yourself. And write out, and don't, don't do it on, on, on a computer, right? It's easy to do it on a computer or pick up your phone and type it in the phone, but then it gets lost in the shuffle of stuff. 
Do it on a physical piece of paper. You have to do it with your hands and a pen or a pencil or a Sharpie, whatever object you like to use. There's something very tangible about writing something out actually with a pen and paper. <clears throat> and write your napkin moments, write your napkin life out. Write it out and say, what do I want my life to look like? <clears throat> what do I want to look like a year after I graduate, five years, 10 years? What do I want like <clears throat> years from now? So I'm about to turn 60. <clears throat> what is, what do I want my life to look like? We're, we, we just did another napkin moment because we're saying, okay, I'm about to turn 60. What do I want my life to look like at 70? Right? Because we want to, we are planning everything out. We have mapped our dream. My office is my dream office because I planned it. <clears throat> you know, our goal <clears throat> to be at Life University, my wife and I both went up to New Jersey. She was at Emory, I was here. We went up to New Jersey after we both graduated and because she was getting her PhD and I'd follow her anywhere. If she went to Saskatchewan, I would have gone to Saskatchewan. Uh, but she luckily didn't go to Saskatchewan. It's too cold. Uh, but not that Jersey was particularly warm at that time either. Um, so we went there, and one of my goals, even when we were originally writing this stuff down, was I want us to teach at Life University. But I had no idea of how it was going to happen. I had no idea when it was going to happen. It was just a thing on a piece of paper written out. And then... In, I started speaking at New Beginnings, I started speaking at other places, I got very heavily involved in pediatrics because of Dr. Webster, and then all of a sudden, in the year of 2000, which I know some of you guys maybe not even born yet, in the year of 2000, we get a phone call on a Friday night in my office from the professor who's teaching this class, saying, Drew, I want you to come teach this class. I'm retiring. Can you come to, and I'm in New Jersey. It's on a Friday night around five o'clock and my office is lit up with people. And, I'm, and this is when they had phones that had those cords, you know, like this, right? So I'm standing, I'm standing like this in the waiting room, looking at my office with all these people. And he said, I want you to come teach at Life University. I want you to teach the PhD class. Can you do it? And like, Lisa and I had discussed, we didn't even know this was gonna happen. This was completely out of the blue. And I'm like, um, can I talk to my wife and call you back? <clears throat> he said, sure, I'll give you till Monday. I'm like, oh my God, we have to change the side of our life on, you know, between now and Monday. So I hung up, adjusted the rest of the people, went home, <clears throat> and Lisa and I made the decision to come down here. Because when opportunity knocks, right, you gotta take that knock. Because when, when, the, when the serendipitous thing comes your way, you've gotta look at that gift and say, holy cow, would I ever get that chance for that gift again, right? But the, why did that gift come? Because we had planned it. We had written it, we had goal for it, we said this is what we want, and that's how things, so you, in order to manifest the life that you want to manifest, you need to plan it out, and it may not happen in the way you'd like. Our plan was I would teach a life university as a retirement thing. So we would stay in New Jersey for you know, 30 years, and then when I'm around this age, then we retire and come down here. That's not what the innate intelligence, God, whatever you want to call it, plan for us. You know, the knock on the door came 30 years early. But what are we gonna do, say no? No, sorry, I was the wrong time. We're waiting for, you know, because then it may not come. 
right? So you gotta take those opportunities. And, but the way you take those opportunities is you plan for them and manifest what you want and then build them. So the way we built this office, my office didn't get built overnight, but over time we built this office because I had an ideal patient that I wanted and that ideal patient was a child on the spectrum and now that's the number one patient that I see. But it didn't happen instantly, it happened over years of planning and practice and preparation and going to all kinds of seminars about kids on the spectrum. And now I, and by flooding my brain with spectrum, I am now the person who sees tons of kids on the spectrum. But I had to, to manifest it, I had to build it, right? And I never, but I mean, who would have known that this is what's gonna happen, but by focus, right? So the way you build your dreams is you write them on a napkin and then you focus on what you want and don't focus on what you have. Don't focus on today, right? Today isn't the rest of your life. It's just the beginning of the rest of your life. You gotta focus on what you want and, not, and you don't write things down like if you're writing a goal, let's say you wanna pass you know, boards. You don't write down, I hope to pass boards. I think I should, I dream that I pass boards. You say, I have passed boards on blank date. So I know a bunch of my interns are taking boards this weekend. And I told them, take a sticky note and write, I have passed boards on March you know, 17th, 2023. Not I will, or I hope to, or I'm going to. I have. You own it. I have already done this. This has already been accomplished. Right? If you, if you guys are graduating, you know, on, in next year sometime or other, and you want to have, be an associate, you want to open up your own practice, you want to buy a practice, then write that down. Write down very specifically when you want what it is to happen to happen. So let's say it's March 24th. By March 2024, I am the perfect associate opportunity in Florida, seeing tons of kids right by the ocean, or whatever it is that your manifestation is. Write it down very specifically, put a date on it, and put it, set it into the future. And you know what, it may not happen, but something else will happen because you set it in motion. That's the key, is you set it in motion. The way, the, the reason our napkin moments work, almost every single thing we wrote down in that napkin in 1991 has come true and then some. <clears throat> because we set stuff in motion, we said this is what we want and we started walking towards our dream. There was no question about whether the dream would occur or how it would occur, it's just, we're just walking towards it. Now, did Light University come 30 years early? Yes, it did, right? Do we have to switch gears to do that? Absolutely. But that's how life is. It's not necessarily gonna give you this like exact roadmap, but if you didn't put it out there, it would never come. So you gotta plan and prepare. So create these napkin moments for yourself. <clears throat> this weekend or after boards or after finals, Right, get a napkin with your partner or if you <clears throat> by yourself or if you your family if you want if you talk about this kind of stuff with your family and write out what do I want and it's not about creating goals like I hope to pass this one class. That's that's so small. Write the big things. What is, what do you want to accomplish? Like when you're looking back at <clears throat> I'm sixty now, so I look back at the last thirty something years of being in practice and of my life after college. I I want I created something that when I look back, I'm like, that's what I wanted, right? Like, what, what do you want it to read 
that that chat, what do you want? You want to look back and kind of say, give me the executive summary of the book and read that executive summary. What should that look like? Right. What should what should your life look like when you're 60 and you're looking back? What should it look like? What should what what do you want to say? I manifested and it's not don't make it all about money, please, because that's not what it's all about. And let me tell you something about student loans. People feel like, oh my God, I got these big student loans. Who cares? They will get paid like nothing. This is like butter on bread. You, the reason you got student loans is so you can be here. It's the ticket in. You couldn't get here without the ticket in. So stop worrying. Oh my God, how many pay? You'll just pay them. They'll get paid. It's nothing. I paid my student loans in 12 years. It's nothing. If it's $200,000. Yeah, I know. I, I was like, in, when I graduated Kai Park School, I had like negative to my name, right? right? There was no, I had no gift that, that someone gave me. I had to work my tail off to pay those things off. But that's not, the, but it's not important, right? Like how much money you make really isn't all that important. <clears throat> it's how much service you give, right? So at the end of, at the end of your life, it's not about how much, your cash I have in reserve and how many toys I have. It's all about what did this feel like? Did I really contribute in the way I want to contribute? Like I look in the kids' eyes that I take care of and I love them and they love me and that's, that's a gift. That's an absolute gift that very, 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 very few people on the planet have to say, my work is my pleasure. Most people work because they have to. I work because I needed my dad. I worked for years at Emory Air Freight, which is a company that no longer exists because FedEx killed him. So, but my dad worked there for years and hated it. And we come home every day and say, I hate this place, I hate this. And he said to me, please Drew, when I was in high school, please Drew, find something you love. Find a job that you love. And I am so blessed that I found this career because this career is not just a job. You know, I could do anything. <clears throat> All of you could do anything. You've chosen chiropractic. Chiropractic's chosen you. Now write out what you want it to look like on the other side, right? So here you are in school. Write out what you want to look like 10, 20, 30 years from now. What does that practice look like? What does your life look like? Where is it? And it doesn't have to be exactly like where it's going to be because it may not end up there because we sure didn't think we'd end up here by now in Atlanta. This, is, this was the end game, not the game for the last 20-something years. But write it out and then walk towards the dreams. Right? Create that napkin moment for yourselves.